Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Kristen Stoneking, the senior pastor here. And I'm Brian Adkins, associate pastor. Our mission here is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. My name is Andy Schoenwetter, and I'm a member of Epworth Church, and today's reading is from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, found on page 1 in your pew Bible if you'd like to read along. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, She was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. Holy wisdom, holy words. Thanks be to God. Well, if you're a person who grew up in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, which I think many of us, if not most, in this congregation, uh, comic books were likely a big part of your life, or you, you saw them. You know, today our children and our youth are introduced to superheroes through the Marvel and the, the DC movies, but in those days, it was comic books. They were near every checkout in every 7-Eleven or drugstore, sometimes even grocery stores too. The inner city church that I grew up in until I was fifth grade was across the street from a 7-Eleven. 
So my friends and I, on Sundays, we'd like to, to cross the street. It was a relatively busy street, so we have to kind of wait and then run. And, and there were two things that I liked to get on a Sunday. I would save my allowance. And the two things were a Bub's Daddy bubblegum, which was just like a sugary, fruity stick of bubblegum delight the size of a ruler. And, uh, and, I, and I'd like to get a comic book. And my favorites were Richie Rich and Wonder Woman. And my friends liked other comic books. They liked Archie or Superman or Spider-Man. But there was one thing that all of the comic book heroes had in common. Anyone want to take a guess? Well, superpower, but the origin story. The origin story. So Wonder Woman's origin story, you may know, is that she was sculpted in clay by Queen Hippolyta, her, her life to be lived fighting evil with the lasso of truth and the indestructible bracelets. And her secret weapon was her capacity for love and mercy. The origin story of any character, of course, is designed to connect with the hopes and dreams of regular people, you and me. And even superheroes have their weaknesses and their struggles like we mere mortals do, but these can be overcome with their powers and they're able to correct some of the injustices that plague all of us. Well, Richie Rich's story, uh, his story is a little different. He's known as the poor little rich boy and that's where his origin story is based. He has all the money in the world, but he has to fight isolation every day. And he does so by making friends with everyone he encounters, flying around the world in his, in his own jet, fighting injustice, and helping everyone in need with his friends, Little Lotta, Little Dot, and Gloria Glad. His powers are of the benevolent and philanthropic sort, and they give us some hope and inspiration for 10 cents or a quarter. Origin stories communicate the values of the character and of the world they inhabit. Well, our scripture for today from Matthew reads like an origin story for Christians. Hear these words again that open our scripture for this morning. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. You can just hear that deep narrator's voice and the dramatic music under the narration. Our origin story is the story of Christmas. So what does our origin story tell us about who we are and whose we are? and what we believe, and what we are called to in this world. Why is our origin story so special, and why does it, in fact, save us? The scripture goes on to say, When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man, and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. 
Most of the time, the part of these verses that we focus on is the part about Mary being found to be with child from the Holy Spirit, a virgin birth that fulfilled a prophecy from Isaiah that, quote, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. Of course, that is an important part of the story, and I'll get back to that in a minute. But first, I'd like to spend a little time with Joseph. The scripture says that Joseph, being an, a righteous man, was unwilling to expose her to public disgrace and planned to dismiss her quietly. If you've been part of one of our Advent book studies of Adam Hamilton's The Journey, then you know that Joseph's kind of righteous is not what we might expect. In those days, Joseph had every right to take no responsibility for Mary, who had become pregnant not by him. Joseph had no obligation to endure the public shame associated with being connected with her. His response could have been exacting and enforcing of what was considered right and what was considered wrong. And if he had done this, Mary likely would have been stoned to death. But he didn't take this path. That was not his kind of righteous. Instead, he devised a plan to break off the engagement and when people learned Mary was pregnant, they would assume Joseph was the father and then the shame and the disgrace would be Joseph's, not Mary's. That's the way the world was constructed then. In this story, to be righteous is to be merciful. What is right and what is wrong are not as important as what is kind. This is an important part of our story. The themes of hope and joy and love and mystery dominate our, Christ, our Christmas and our Christian narrative. And of course, these communicate our core values. But unlike the origin stories of the comic book world, Mary and Joseph and Jesus were real people. They walked a real path in a real place. And the meaning of this origin story, our origin story, continues to unfold and be made real in all people who are walking the way of Jesus. You see, the difference between our origin story and that of the superhero universe is that our story is lived out in you and me every year and every day as we keep understanding more and more deeply what it means. Every time we come to it, we see more. Because the more we study, the more we listen, the more we pray, the more we worship, the more we forgive, and the more we accept forgiveness, the more we walk this way, the more real this story becomes. Our story is an inspired story, meaning that each time we come to it, it opens itself anew to us, giving us more insight into truth, wisdom, and faith. Pastor Brian started in announcements by saying, yeah, we, we do Christmas Eve every year. Of course we do, and yet each time we come to it, we come as different people. 
And the inspiration in the story opens itself up to us in a new way, with new insights and new wisdom. This year, as I came to our scripture for this morning, I noticed something that I had not seen before. The scripture reads, She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus is derived from the Hebrew root Yeshua and means deliverer. And one way to understand sin, that which Jesus, the deliverer, would save us from, is separation. Separation from God and from each other. We are being delivered from separation and from isolation. So perhaps the virgin birth was not at all about body judging and sexuality condemning, as if babies made in, in the other way, not like how Jesus was made, but other ways, or, or that, that there's some sort of order in the way that babies are created, some less, some better. Maybe it's not about that at all, which often tradition wants to make it about. Maybe Mary being a virgin is really a symbol of humanity's aloneness. Before Jesus, Mary was alone. And this state of aloneness was transformed through Emmanuel, God with us. In Jesus, we all have an assurance, a presence, a person who delivers us from this state of disconnection. The birth of Christ assures us that we are not alone. And in this one act, in this coming to us as one of us, God has assured us that we will never be alone. Whatever we endure, God has endured. Whatever good we hope for, God has striven for also. Not just as God creator or God omnipotent, but God as human being. We are connected. We Christians alone in all of the world religions have a relational model of God in one body, a God who is three in one. We are connected and need to be connected. This is our origin story. One definition of suffering is isolation. This last week, we received word through the leaders of our Nueva Esperanza accompaniment team, Christina Kellogg and Pat Bruce Larigo and Kit Schweitzer, that there was a family, and particularly a mom, who were disconnected, cut off from community. As refugees fleeing a dangerous situation in Central America, they were cut off from family, particularly a son, while they seek asylum here. The message came that among the many things they are in need of, at the top of the list is company, support, relationship. And so our team swung into action and Lloyd Elliott and Annette Cayo, who fortunately are Spanish speakers, were able to visit right away. This congregation, through immediate and ongoing response, can respond to their needs and dismantle the suffering of isolation for this family and for so many others. We are connected, and when one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. 
Our salvation from separation takes its form in the way we gather, the way we worship, the way we live. We live our lives as Christians in communities, being Christ for one another, reminding one another that we have been delivered from isolation. This week, we will have two services on Christmas Eve, one at 5 p.m., a raucous and joyful reenactment of the birth of Christ, with everyone in attendance playing a role, and one at 11 p.m., more reflective, but no less hopeful as we end each service with lifting our candles into the darkness. You now are the body of Christ, and as such, you are the deliverers from isolation. Who do you know who needs to come to Epworth on Christmas Eve? Who do you know who needs to hear the story of mercy and grace and love? At the root of our reaching out is love. We have been loved and loved out of our aloneness and out of our isolation, out of our disconnection, and so we, in turn, can offer love. May this love that breaks through isolation and is light in the darkness, that is God with us, rule our lives such that love is the ruler of all that we do. Love, the ruler of all, the Lord is on the way. Amen. listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Brian Adkins, associate pastor here. We'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. If you are here in Berkeley, Epworth's worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at 1953 Hopkins Street at the corner of Napa and Hopkins. And I'm senior pastor Kristen Stoneking. If you connect to our podcast from further away, we would invite you to visit our website, epworthberkeley.org. We'd invite you to keep seeking to grow in faith and to stop by the next time you're in Berkeley. As I walk down the road at set of sun The lands were coming homeward one by one I heard a sheep bell softly calling them Along a little road to Bethlehem Beside an open door as I drew nigh I heard sweet Mary sing a lullaby She sang about the lambs at close of day And rocked a tiny boy among the
Across the air the silver sheep bells rang The lambs are coming home, sweet Mary sang Your star of gold, your star of gold is shining in the sky So sleep my little boy, go lullaby I walk down the road at set of sun The lambs were coming homeward one by one I heard a sheep bell softly calling them Along a little road to Bethlehem